So podcast listeners, welcome to another episode. I want to just use this beginning part of this episode to just say thank you because this is a brand new podcast. I've only recently set it up and I want to thank you for giving me your time, whether you're listening to this on your commute to work or your commute back to work, whether you're listening to this in the car, in bed, wherever you're listening to this, I truly appreciate you giving me your ears, giving me your time and hopefully you support the awareness that I'm trying to create around mental health right now. This episode is going to be my full interview with Sky News and I want to kind of just show it to you because it goes into a bit of a process around the book. It talks about my dad's suicide, what led to it and it also talks about how we can together as a society stand up to suicide and really break down that stigma around mental health and just to give you a bit of a backstory around world suicide prevention there I had a phone call saying could I do a phone interview or a webcam interview with Kay Burley on Sky News Um, I agreed and then on the interview itself she invited me into the studio and said bring the book in when it's out and let's talk and I took Freddie my nine-year-old son in with me he he loved the behind the scenes and I was nervous of course but it was an amazing experience and I kind of just want to show you the full interview. If you're listening to this, please share it with me on Instagram, pmcgregor.com or facebook.com forward slash pmcgregor.com or send me an email at portpmcgregor.com and just let me know. You've had a listen to the podcast, you're supporting the podcast, you're supporting the awareness that I'm trying to create around mental health. But let's dive in to the interview. Paul is joining us now. Hi, Paul. Oh, yeah, Thanks you? for joining us. Nice to meet you. You were, uh, you came and chatted to us, or yeah. you, you were um, talking to us down the line, and very kindly came along with the book. Tell us about the book first of all, and then we'll talk about your dad. Yeah. So the book was um, something that I, I used to write a lot after Dad died, um, and you know, was writing as much as I could. It helped, and then. About a year ago, um, a publishing company called Trigger Press, which is a mental health publishing company, got in touch and said that they wanted to, to publish the story. Um, and the reason why I wanted to work with them because they're linked with a mental health charity as well called Sure Mind Foundation. And it seemed fitting to just kind of try and get the story out there in a book format alongside the videos, the articles that I do as well. Tell us what happened to your dad, Paul. It was... Um, it was a, a real shock when it first happened. Um, I always say he had everything on paper. He, he didn't really seem depressed, didn't seem sad. Um, full-time engineer, physiotherapy business from home, psychology degree, loving family. We, everything seemed fine. And it was just this one day he seemed to just break down. And I always explain it how his eyes were very different and his behaviours were very different. And he seeked help from the doctor and um, the doctor prescribed him antidepressants. Um, I think a couple of days later, he went back. The doctor doubled his dose. And a few days after that, he attempted suicide for the first time. And that was the biggest shock when he first attempted. Um, he survived How that. did you find out about it? He um, called an ambulance and said that he felt suicidal. And the ambulance took him into A&E. And we were then going down to A&E. And he'd left A&E. And, attempted. Um, so we didn't know what happened and then, then the policeman kind of answered his phone and explained that he'd been in an accident. Um, and he came out of hospital and, and honestly, personally for me, when he came out of hospital, I thought that dad was back. Um, and then he got worse, um, suffered with depression, ended up going into a mental health unit, 
spent some, period of time a couple of months. Um, I always say from his first breakdown to the day he died, it was about a six month period. Um, and all of the days are kind of blurred, but he was in the mental health unit for quite a period of, of that time and got worse, got better, came out and again, seemed better, but again, just got worse. And um, it was a Friday night, I believe, when he just wasn't right or a Saturday and we took him into a &E again. He then went in back into the mental health unit. The mental health unit released him, um, I think on the Monday and he died on the Tuesday. Um, and yeah, when, when he died, it was just a massive shock to us all. And, you know, like I say, it's just, and it's happening to so many men in particular and so many people where they seem like everything's okay, but in reality it isn't. How do you, what triggers um, are there that people can watch out for? I think it's, for me, it was a massive change in behavior. So I always say I lost dad the day that he broke down, not the day that he died, um, because that six month period was still just a complete change in behavior. He wasn't the same. Um, looking out for warning signs in, in what they're saying as well. Again, we were, we, I wasn't educated. We wasn't educated on, on it. And, and when he went and they said, you're depressed, we didn't get a manual to say, this is how you should support him. You're trying to figure it out for yourself. Um, so I'd say, yeah, definitely changing behavior and, and try and talk to them, try and get them to maybe ask how they feel. And also be direct with asking, you know, do you feel suicidal? Have you got suicidal thoughts? Because- Such a taboo though, isn't it? People it's don't a massive to taboo. mention and I, suicide. Yeah. It's a massive taboo and that's something that I've learned recently looking into it more is, is asking them direct, won't plant that seed in their mind. Talking about how it's happened or, or ways of it happening may cause them to be triggered, but asking them direct, do you feel suicidal or won't? Um, so I think, like you say, the whole taboo, the whole stigma that still surrounds mental health and suicide in particular, is causing a lot of people to do suffer in silence. And what can you uh, do as a family to try to support the person so you, you you start to talk to them you you need to get a uh, mental health professionals involved as well or yeah. can you can you start to challenge it as a family unit yeah, is that I enough i think you have to try and get help from as many places as possible and, and the issue is there's a lot of there's a lack of help um you know a lack of resources the waiting lists for mental health is is scary especially among young people as well but i just honestly would say that just try as much as you possibly can. And as well, for me, the biggest mistake that I felt that I made is I tried to fix dad. I tried to control it and tried to make it all go I away. Should. But I just think, I wish I maybe just supported him and showed him love and showed him that he still had hope rather than trying to fix it completely. So what was the impact on the family once he died? What did you do then? A massive impact. You know, my mum and him, my mum was 15 when she met him and there's two years between me and my brother. Um, my nan was struggling with cancer at the time. Um, my granddad. And yeah, the day it happened, it was just a horrible feeling. But then the, when, when I struggled was when everything goes back to normal. So when the funeral's finished and, and reality kicks back in and you go back to work, you go back to living your life. And as a man in particular, sort of 19 at that time, I put on that mask because I didn't want to show that I was, I was struggling. Um, and that was the hardest thing, going back to, to normal life, trying to figure it out in your own mind, mm. but not trying to show anyone that you're trying to figure it out in your own mind. You wrote a book? Yeah. Uh, the book is, how do we get hold of it? 
Amazon um, is probably the easiest place to remember it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's getting the story, but as you said, that whole taboo around suicide, the aim of that is hopefully we can sort of stand together to stand up against suicide. And so many people are affected by it now. You know, like we say, the statistics are there for everyone to see. These are real lives being affected by depression, by suicide. So I'm hoping that book kind of can give people some closure on it. I hope so. Paul, it's good to talk to you. Lovely. Thank you for having Thanks me. Thanks so much indeed appreciate for it. Uh, speaking to us. Really appreciate no it. No worries. Thanks for coming in. So there we have it. What did you think of my first real TV appearance slash interview? I just want to say Kay Burley was an amazing interviewer. I was a bit nervous at first. I've seen some clips of her and she was arguing with this Russian guy as well just before my interview. But she was a very compassionate lady. She asked the right questions in the right way. She then had time to take photos with Freddie afterwards and she made him feel very welcome. And it was an amazing experience. And since doing it, obviously, a lot of people have messaged and said that they saw it and they support the the kind of awareness I'm trying to create. And my honest approach right now is, honestly, I'm just getting started. I just want to continue talking and talking and raising awareness and trying to put, not personally, but trying to put pressure on the people that can start to put some prevention in place as well. Because the statistics that surround suicide in particular is is scary. And it's scary to me as a man under the age of 45 that the biggest threat to my own life is myself right now. It's a scary thought to me as a dad right now that my boys, my kids, their biggest threat is themselves. And it's just time that we did something about it. It's time that we broke down that stigma. And I truly appreciate you listening to this interview, this episode, and more importantly, supporting this podcast. If you can, I would massively appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review. I know I've only done two episodes, but if you support the movement that I'm trying to create, if you support the awareness, if you also believe that more needs to be done for mental health, a rating and a review is going to help more people see and listen to this podcast. And hopefully it's going to allow more people to start talking openly about mental health. So if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it, a rating and a review would be amazing. Please, again, don't hesitate to reach out on any of those social platforms. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.